Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? Here we are, episode 52, and we are moving time slots again. We will now be hosting every show on Mondays. So get your week started right. Learn about what's going on in the college football landscape, in the high school football landscape, and just, uh, you know, really gather all of the news from the previous week and then all that information that we are researching for you to help set up yourself for success, both in Devi, C2C leagues, future dynasty fantasy football leagues, college fandom, you name it, we got you here at Elite Seekers. So uh, this week, I wanted to split it up a little bit. We've reached the halfway point of the Elite Region Series, and I thought what a good time to go ahead and, and talk about something a little bit different. We've had spring practices start to kick off, and uh, you know other schools are going to be kicking off a little bit later. But with that said, this is such an important time of the year to understand where these underclassmen are going to fit into their programs. We now have an idea, you know, where guys are, you know, recruited before high school. Uh, then we get to see where they sign. And then we have to wait and really see, you know, what kind of opportunity they have once they step onto the college campus and, and try to make their mark, try to um, step onto the field early as they can. Uh, rather than sit on the bench and wait for their opportunity later in their college careers. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's all about the quarterback battles because there's a lot going on out there. We're really going to focus on the younger quarterbacks for you guys. That's what we're all about. It's all about the underclassmen. So I want to give you an idea on freshmen that we spoke about last year, freshmen that are incoming this year, guys that are early enrollees, some that are going to be coming in a little bit later, but we're just going to focus on a few major quarterback battles that really could have some big-time implications um, you know, if some of these young guys go out there and win the job. And I definitely think a few of them have a great chance at it. Not everybody's going to see the field right out of the gates, and that's okay. You know, Your goal is to set yourself up at least as a backup and then be ready for the opportunity when it calls. We know injuries happen. We know quarterbacks stumble and, and players don't play up to the expectations, and there's a lot of changes throughout. So that's what it's going to be all about today going to try to project those for you and give you a good idea what's happening while we step into the college football season this coming fall of 2022. But again, spring practices are here, so it is time to get rolling and give you some of that information. Here we go. So first up, we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest University of Washington as there is a very, very interesting change happening right now. We know that Coach Jimmy Lake got fired last season, uh, had some issues, got suspended first for pushing a player. After investigating, they ended up letting him go, uh, which is too bad. I really had high hopes for Jimmy Lake and, and what he was going to be able to do, um, you know, coming in, following up a, a, an amazing coach and Coach Peterson. And, uh, you know, it just did not work out, unfortunately. So now we move on to Fresno State's former coach. That is Kalen DeBoer. And uh, really excited what he's going to bring to the table. He has a lot of energy. He is an offensive 
uh, guru and, and just been really, really successful as far as putting up yards and points. Uh, Fresno State had a heck of a team last year. He's been an offensive coordinator in the past as well. Um, so I'm just excited to see what happens. And we also now have a fifth year transfer coming in to add to the mix to go with the guy that we have pegged as the future there, as well as the incumbent starter. So a lot going on at the University of Washington. And uh, I'm really not sure which way this is going to go. I have an idea, so I'm going to give you my thoughts. We'll kind of go from there as their spring practices will be kicking off a little bit later this month. So the first piece of information I think is really, really important to really figuring out this puzzle is originally when Coach DeBoer took over, you had Jake Hayner transferring in from Fresno State. Now, Jake Hayner really put his name on the map and, and is kind of shaping up to be a quarterback that could hear his name called in next year's NFL draft. So that was a big deal. Obviously, coaches like to bring in a guy that has already run their system really well. Um, it really allows for everybody else to learn around them. They can raise the bar, uh, you know, as far as expectations go, right out of the gates. But then for some reason, that transfer fell through. Uh, we've heard different reasons as far as eligibility goes. But either way, pretty interesting stuff. And it did not happen. So then started thinking, okay, it's going to be a two-man battle. It's really going to come down to Dylan Morris, who's the incumbent starter, or the future, the, the kid, you know, pegged as the future, Sam Heward, five-star quarterback, one of the highest recruits ever for the University of Washington. Both his dad and uncle were quarterbacks for the University of Washington and had some playing time at quarterback at the NFL level. So again, just a local kid, a local hero, uh, broke Washington State passing records. Someone that we, you know, really felt good about coming in. But then we had a fifth-year transfer. That's Michael Penix Jr., MPJ. He came in. He transferred. Um, really creates some interest there because he goes back. He played for Coach DeBoer as an offensive coordinator there at Indiana. And there's that connection. Again, bringing in a guy that already knows your offense. Now, MPJ is a talented quarterback who just hasn't really been able to put it all together. Doing a lot of injuries. 20 games, I believe he's played in the last four years. So just not able to stay on the field. But when he is on the field, you see flashes of greatness. So when you bring in a guy that's going to have a, a leg up as far as knowing the offense, it really puts pressure on the other guys in that quarterback room to step up and, and really learn that playbook and, and learn it well and learn it quickly. Because if they don't, they're going to get left in the dust just as far as reads going and running the offense altogether. So Michael Penix Jr., very interesting one that I think. Could win the job right out of the gates. Really is going to be dependent on Dylan Morris and Sam Heward learning that playbook. Are they going to be able to do it fast enough? Have they had enough time to go through it and go out there and just show out in the spring? So let's pay attention on that one. Then you move on to the incumbent and Dylan Morris. And I really think, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on Dylan Morris. If, if Dylan Morris wins the job, good for him. I just don't think Dylan Morris is a guy that is going to be able to go out there and really raise the bar for this University of Washington team, this new coaching staff. You get what you get. I think he's going to be a solid backup. I believe he's been 61% uh, completion percentage both years that he started. Ups and downs and, and really just kind of a steady Eddie quarterback out there um, who has had moments where, you know, under pressure he threw a lot of picks. But that team was kind of broken. I mean, obviously the coach is getting suspended, firing an offensive coordinator. So many things were happening during the season as well as COVID. So really, really tough. I think Dylan Morris being the, the starter there is more to shield Sam Heward last year when he was coming in as a true freshman. But then, you know, we see the 
We see the coach come in, the new coach. And he starts Sam Heward in the rivalry game. I don't know how I felt about that one, but it did not go well. The team already wasn't performing well. Um, you know, you just hope you don't shake the confidence of a, of a player like Sam Heward. And that's who I think should win this job at the end of the day. Sam Heward is a lefty quarterback. So, you know, you go out there and maybe MPJ wins the job right out of the gates. You keep Dylan Morris around, you know, as long as he wants to stay around without transferring there if he doesn't win this job. But then Sam Heward, also a lefty quarterback, goes out there and uh, has a chance to learn a little bit, maybe get his feet under him. But at some point, I believe you're going to see him on the field. And once he's there, he's going to be there to stay. He's just too talented. You know, he broke the Washington State records, as I mentioned earlier. That's the kind of kid you want to get on the field. You got Romo Dunze, you got Jalen McMillan, you got some of these players around him that are big-time receivers. And they just need a big-time offense. I think Coach DeBoer coming in brings that style of offense. Now it's just to be about you know, getting Sam Heward up to speed. And this is a kid that's going way too late in Debbie and C2C drafts. I do think you, know, you, you still might be able to get a discount on him at this point, especially if MPJ can win the job right out of the gates. But it's not going to be for long. I do think the ceiling is still very high for Sam Heward. Again, not too worried about the shaking of the confidence You know, going against Washington State. And, Really having a poor performance, but that whole team was having poor performances throughout the season. So it really shows there. I'm confident in this new coaching staff. I think it's very offense friendly, and that bodes well for building some future NFL talent. We've already seen the consistency that University of Washington has pumping out defensive talent, and now it's time to do the same on the offensive side of the ball. So hopefully, this is a big turnaround for them, and they're able to really step their game up but that is going to be a major quarterback battle to watch with major implications really across the board for future quarterbacks you know especially Sam Heward in this 2024 class uh, draft class he's just a, a kid that could go out there and really light it up and I think he could be a great quarterback on Sunday so first hurdle is become the starter at the University of Washington so stay tuned on that one all right, let's stay in the Pacific Northwest and go with the University of Washington's rivals, the Oregon Ducks. Yes, quarterback battle brewing there with Coach Lanning and his new staff. They bring in Bo Nix, the Auburn transfer, and he's going to go up against last year's freshman Ty Thompson. Ty Thompson is a high ceiling, big quarterback with a big time arm. I definitely think that Ty has a chance to go out there and win this job. But Bo Nix will have the advantage. It is a new coaching staff. So being that Ty Thompson was there last year doesn't mean a whole lot. Bo Nix already has played for the new coaching staff and Kenny Dillingham, who is the offensive coordinator in there. And so they have that, that relationship already. I think that gives Bo Nix the big edge. Bo Nix was a five-star quarterback. So yes, he has been atrocious you know, with Auburn, and it was time for him to move on. But maybe he rekindles his career. I do think that once Ty Thompson jumps on the field, his ceiling is much, much higher when we're talking NFL level. But he has to get on the field. We know all of the weapons that we've talked about for the Oregon Ducks. You know, a guy like Troy Franklin jumps out. You know, Cardwell. There's just so many, so many players that are there that are going to really help, you know, bridge whatever quarterback and allow them to grow with playmakers all around them. Seven McGee, the running back turned slot wide receiver is another name that stands out for me. But, 
you know, Oregon is a great place to play. And they're going to be a team that puts up points. They do every year, regardless of the coaching staff. It's just built into that DNA. So as much as I do expect Bo Nix to be named the starter out of the gates, I think it's a good opportunity for Ty Thompson, just like it is for Sam Heward, to go out there, get their feet under them under a a new coaching staff, new offensive scheme, and see what's happening. Now, Bo Nix has struggled a lot. So don't expect Bo Nix not to have moments of struggle. And if that happens, Ty Thompson will be waiting in the wing. So just look for Ty Thompson to solidify that backup role out of the gates. If he doesn't come out and just blow the, the gates off this thing and win the job outright, you know, Coach Lanning has said it's going to be an open competition, but that's just coach speak in my opinion. I do think it will be Bo Nix's job, but Ty Thompson is a guy that, you know, value will stay under the radar if that happens. And you should not keep that, that value under the radar because I do believe Ty Thompson will be a starter at some point and will be very successful in doing so. He has all the makeup of a big-time pro-style quarterback at the next level. Let's go out to Texas and talk about the quarterback battle between Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers. Casey Thompson is now out of the picture as he transferred over to Nebraska. So I really think this is going to be just a two-man battle that really isn't a battle at all. I know Hudson Card has looked solid, but Quinn Ewers is the man. He is the the guy that they were hoping would come back to Texas. We all know that he skipped his senior year due to NIO and uh, went out to Ohio State. Got to learn and, and really pick up some tips from a, a great offensive team and uh, now transfers back, kind of understanding the situation, understanding how C.J. Stroud looked and all the competition in that room. But uh, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I guess Quinn Ewers wasn't built for it. You know, he's shying away from competition. And I really think that's not the case at all. This was very calculated. It came down to Texas high school football not allowing for NIL contracts like some other places. So. Why not jump a year ahead, you know, graduate early like he did, go out to Ohio State, learn what you could from the team, see what happens. If you have a chance to jump on early, CJ Stroud doesn't pan out, then good for you. But if not, with the way the transfer portal is now, easy, easy time to move back to wherever school you want to play for as long as they want you as well. And I, I don't think Quinn Ewers would be transferring to Texas if he didn't have an idea that he has a leg up at being the starter for Coach Stark uh, and the Texas Longhorns. I think he goes out there and he shows what he's all about and he shows that he's been able to develop for a year. This really would be his true freshman season if it wasn't for graduating early. So you got to remember that. He's back home in Texas. This kid is built. He is all the tools needed to be a number one overall pick. And if he can't beat out Hudson Card, I think that's going to be a problem. I think Hudson Card is a solid, solid quarterback, but I think this is Quinn Ewer's job to lose. And it's time to get on Quinn Ewers now if anybody in your leagues is doubting him because he is the real deal. And, uh, you know, you got to roll the dice on a guy like that because we don't get ceilings like this very often. That's what Elite Seekers is all about, looking for the elite ceiling. So Quinn Ewers, I believe, will be the man running the show with Bijan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, and crew there in Texas. Go Longhorn. Let's jump out to Florida and talk about the new future. Anthony Richardson, the next starting quarterback for the Florida Gators, with Jack Miller expected to be his backup, the transfer from Ohio State. Now, Jack Miller is a stud himself. 
I just don't see the same ceiling as I do with Anthony Richardson. And because of that, you know, you got to go with the Heisman candidate, Anthony Richardson. Yes, I said it. He is the type of player that can win a Heisman trophy. Really put your team back on the map, back to the glory days of Florida Gator football. Uh, I mean, we saw flashes of it last year. He's just an incredible, incredible quarterback. So pay attention to Anthony Richardson. But Jack Miller could be a great value because Anthony Richardson's style does leave him susceptible to some injuries. We saw it last year. So, you know, something we got to monitor there. But Jack Miller is a great guy to have stashed on your bench, whether he transfers down the road or gets an opportunity at some point because of an injury. These are two really, really great young quarterbacks, very different styles, but both with really good ceilings. Anthony Richardson's ceiling is just elite. Let's go out to the Clemson Tigers and talk about the horrific offense we saw last year from this team. I mean, this was just not what we're used to from a national title contending team every single year. And uh, I, I do think they bounce back, and they bounce back in a big way. They just have to. That's what Clemson is all about. Now, it's going to be an interesting quarterback battle. They have my number one freshman on the team now, Cade Klubnick, an early enrollee, true freshman, just an absolute star in the making. We already talked about on many Elite Seeker shows what he was able to do, both winning the Elite 11 MVP, going out and beating Quinn Ewers time after time, being a Texas state champion. Um, just the uncanny ability he has to keep plays alive, use some athleticism, keep his eyes down the field, make every throw. Just my overall top quarterback in this class. And because of that, I think DJ Weagalele is potentially in trouble. If he doesn't go out there and really, really improve. Now, Dabo has been saying how improved DJU looks. But if we don't see that on the field, it is going to be the Cade Klubnik show very, very early on. And I really believe that Cade will find a way to get snaps here and there anyway because of his mobility. DJU apparently has really worked on his body. We know he has the arm talent. He is a top-level arm talent guy. But if he can't move, it's going to be a big-time problem in this new college football, this new NFL stage. And I think he really had to go and work on that. But I do believe he'll make it happen. He'll probably start the year as the starter. I think Kay Klubnik is someone we have to pay attention to because he will steal the job with just leaving the door cracked open. He will take any opportunity, and once he's on the field, he will run with it. So pay attention. Kay Klubnik, still my top quarterback in this true freshman class, and it's going to be really, really interesting for Clemson over the next year, year and a half. And now you know which quarterback battles are most important and have some young studs ready and waiting in the wings to steal jobs with any opportunity they have. It is time to end the show with the quote of the show, and it is now Motivational Monday since we're dropping this show on Mondays. So this is it. Monday sets the tone for the week. Be a beast today. Doesn't matter. Like Go out there, whatever you're doing, work out, going to work, going to school, playing a game. Doesn't matter. Go out there and be a beast. Be the best at what you do. Just set the tone. Make Monday happen. Make Monday be your you know what just go out there and make it happen i appreciate you guys anytime you got any questions for me any concerns any feedback whatever it is hit me up at the ben eb but that's all we have this week i appreciate you rocking with us see you again next monday for another episode of elite seekers that's all we got for now elite seekers out Bye.